0: Hey guys, this is Eric. I'm one of the ministers here at the Robertsdale Church of Christ. I just want to say thank you for checking out this message, and I'd like to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030 if you're ever in the Robertsdale area. If you want to find out more information about the Robertsdale Church, head over to our website at robertsdalechurch.com. All right, let's get to the message. I'm praying that God will use this message to bless you and will help you grow closer to Jesus Christ. Good morning. So good to be with you guys. Can I tell you something amazing about yourself? When you were born, did you know that you were born with a superpower? Now, it wasn't being able to fly or being able to have superhuman strength or being able to teleport from one place to another. You were given something that was so much greater than any of, things, any of those things. See, because when you were born, you were born with an imagination, An imagination that could create worlds and dream of the possibilities, endless possibilities. You were able to have friends when you were lonely. You were able to, uh, whenever you are bored, you could create things to be entertained. You had an amazing imagination when you were a kid that could do some amazing, incredible things. That was a God-given tool that he has given to you. To be able to do incredible things even as an adult. But unfortunately so many of us that imagination has been locked away we've become so busy and practical in our lives that we've taken that imagination that God has given us when we were children we've taken it and because of the peer pressure and someone told us at some point that that's for kids that's not for adults you shouldn't imagine and you put it away and you lock it away for it never to be used again and that's the case for so many of us as adults so this morning, I have a goal, and my goal is to unlock your imaginations this morning. I want to unlock your imagination that God gave you as a child again, but I don't want to unlock just any part of your imagination. I want to unlock your anointed imagination. If you could go to the next slide for me, I don't know if the clicker's working. There we go. I appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. I want to unlock your anointed imagination. You may ask Dylan, what's an anointed imagination? Anointed is just basically a fancy word in its simplest form that means it's God's stamp of approval. And don't we want God's approval in every aspect of our lives? If, we, if there's a relationship that we're considering getting into or that we're in, we want God's stamp of approval on that relationship. If it's a career that we're pursuing or possibly moving somewhere, we want God's stamp of approval on that decision there's so many in every aspect of our lives we want God's approval on it don't we and this is exact same thing for our imagination when we use our imagination we want God's stamp of approval on our imagination so this morning I want to unlock our anointed imaginations so how do we do that the first thing that we do to unlock our anointed imagination here's the first step this is how we get started it's in Matthew 18 one through 4 and to try and get the clicker. There we go. Matthew 18, one through four, it says, about that time the disciples came to Jesus. So the disciples, they come up to Jesus and they are looking for a compliment. They're kind of just wanting to pat themselves in the back. They're asking Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus, at that point, he goes, man, they're missing the whole thing. They're missing the point. So he, he calls over a little child. He says, Susie, come over here, come here. And he puts the little child next to the disciples and he says to them this. I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sinful ways and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Guys, that's a scary, scary um, verse for us as adults. Because for us as adults, what we do is we get so busy in our lives. We have so many things going on that our adulting begins to choke out our anointing. He's we are we get so busy with we've got we got a we got bills to pay. We got to get the kids to class. We got to, we've got to keep up this image and reputation in our lives and we got to we just got busy, busy, busy and I know you guys feel that because I feel it too. Our lives never slow down. And because we are so proficient in being adults, we become really good at being adults. We don't allow room for God to work in our imaginations. So we would choke out our anointing through our adulting. You see, God could be trying to direct you in a specific way, but because we are so busy in our lives, we don't see it. He may be wanting to use your talents, your abilities, your your jobs, your financial blessings to bless other people, and He wants us to use our imaginations on how to do that. we could free up our time for a weekend and, and use that as an opportunity to invite a neighbor, invite a coworker, invite a friend into our homes to cook them a meal, to talk to them about the Savior who has saved us from our sins. But so many times we just get so busy we don't allow God to work in our imagination. So here's a key to the kingdom. The key to the kingdom is this. If you go to the next slide for me, that would be awesome. The key to the kingdom is this. Be more kiddy. And I don't, want, I don't mean to be more mature, but to be more kid-like. Because there are some things that kids do really, really well that us as adults have forgotten how to do and sometimes we struggle with. One thing that kids do is they trust really well. Kids do a really amazing job at trusting. They also believe. Kids do an amazing job at believing. Kids also obey. At least my kids are perfect and they always obey, and I don't know about yours, but my kids obey. But kids do, they, they are learning how to obey. And sometimes we struggle with that. But something that kids do that we have forgotten how to do is imagine. Kids have an amazing, amazing imagination. So I want to introduce you to somebody. I want to introduce you to eight-year-old Dylan. So I want to tell you about this kid. This kid had a crazy imagination. He would dream up worlds. He would pretend the most ridiculous stuff. And it could be in the middle of the day. See, I could be drinking a bottle of water. And then all of a sudden, my imagination would kick in. And all of a sudden, this bottle of water isn't just a bottle of water, an ordinary bottle of water anymore. See, this bottle of water becomes something extraordinary. (sighs) It's a spaceship going into outer space, choo, 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 fighting off aliens in space. And then the next moment, brr, woo, 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 woo. I'm a police car chasing down, the, chasing down bad guys. Woo, 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 woo. And then you're a pirate. You're a pirate looking for your treasure out on the seas. And you laugh because you've been there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you remember yourself doing that. And you've even seen it in your own kids. But why were we able to do something? Why were we able to turn something ordinary like a bottle of water into something amazing and extraordinary? Because we weren't bound by the busyness of life and we weren't bound by what people were saying about us and telling us about ourselves. We could create amazing things with just a bottle of water. How awesome is that? And so I'm going to have you guys use your imaginations this morning. I've got this box here. It's just an ordinary box but I want you to use your imagination. So I want you to do is, I just want you to picture something in your mind that this box could be, the possibilities of what this box could be. All right, you'll have it in there. Okay, so what I want you guys to do, if you th- imagine this being a boat, raise your hand. Buddy, we got a couple of boats in there. Okay, so this could be a boat. We could get in here, we could put it in the water and we can step in it but we'd probably sink pretty quick, wouldn't we? We'd probably sink, because it's not meant to be a boat, right? All right, well, how about a car? Who imagined this to be a car? Yeah, absolutely. We could draw some wheels on here. We can maybe draw a steering wheel in here, and then we can get in it, and then we can go. But we wouldn't go very far, would we? No, we wouldn't. How about, this is a good one, how about a helmet? Did anybody imagine this being a helmet or a hat of some sort? Got a couple of people, yeah. Got a couple of people, and it could be, Yeah. It's even got a perfect little hole for your eyes to go through. It could be a helmet. But if I got hit in the head, it it probably wouldn't keep me from getting hurt with it. All right, so I'm going to be a boring adult for you guys for just a minute. And I appreciate you guys using your imagination, but this is just a box. It's just an ordinary box. There's nothing. We can't turn it into a boat or or a car or a helmet. But... This is not just an ordinary box because when we use our anointed imagination, when we allow God to use our imagination and what this could be, this turns into something extraordinary. Because we could fill this box full and, it's, it, and this thing, it's, it's, it's purpose and it does a really good job of what it's made to do. It's made to hold things. It's a vessel. It's supposed to, you're supposed to put things in it and store things in it and carry things in it. And so what you can do with an anointed imagination with this box is you can fill it full of food. And you can bring it to a neighbor that's struggling financially and it's not able to provide f- food for their children. And you can bless somebody through that. And this ordinary box becomes something extraordinary. You could fill this with, you could fill it with clothes and bring it to a homeless shelter to provide fresh pair of clothes for someone who doesn't have clothes. You could put Parts of a um, of a well in here, and ship it across the world to a country where people that don't have fresh drinking water to provide water for children to drink water. So all of a sudden, this ordinary box becomes something extraordinary with our anointed imagination. And anyway, I want to tell you something about yourself. You are not born to be ordinary. You were born to be extraordinary. You were born, you were created for God to do extraordinary things through you. If we allow ourselves to become like this ordinary box and become a vessel of Christ and to do amazing things through him. There's a couple other kids I want to introduce you guys to. So here is Eden. Eden's our oldest. She is beautiful she is creative she i just adore her imagination so one thing she does real quick that she uh how she uses her imagination is she loves writing cards she draws pictures and she's practicing writing right now and so she's learning all how to draw she's an amazing little artist for her age but what she does is she loves making cards for people if she's someone's having a birthday good chance that you're going to get a card from her if you're sick she's going to think about you and write you a card ask praying for you to get better She's even written cards to people who are going through grief because they have lost a loved one, praying for them and asking for a curtain and wanting to encourage them during their time of struggle. She uses her imagination to bless people. Next is Rowan, if y'all go to the next slide. That's my boy, Rowan. (laughs) Rowan, he's wild, I'll tell you. He keeps us on our toes. (laughs) Um, But one thing about Rowan I absolutely adore is if he has a friend that's, um, that's hurting or, has, or sad or mad, he imagines the perfect gift that's going to cheer them up. And he'll run upstairs to, to his toys and he'll start shuffling and digging out toys to find the perfect gift that he knows is going to cheer his friend up. Because he uses his imagination to bless somebody. But... If I want to be honest, if we were honest with ourselves this morning, sometimes don't we feel ordinary in our faith? We feel like we really haven't moved anywhere in our faith. We just kind of are just coasting along and we've kind of stalled out in our faith. So I want to propose a solution to you guys this morning. Maybe we've allowed our faith to be driven by things God never intended our emotions to be driven by. You see let go to the next slide here. In Hebrews um, 11, one, it says, "Now faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen." So I want to break down this illustration for you guys really quick, uh, this verse and an illustration. So basically, your faith is the vehicle that's going to take you into the future. Your faith is the vehicle that's going to take you into the future. In your hope the things hoped for, the hope is the fuel. It's the fuel that is fueling your vehicle. And then you have your imagination. Your imagination is the engine to your faith. Because you can have fuel, you can have a vehicle, but if you don't have an engine, your, your faith is not going anywhere. And a lot of times we try to replace our engine of imagination with things like the engine of intellect. He said, if it doesn't add up, if it doesn't make sense, if I can't see the concrete evidence and put numbers on it, I'm not gonna move forward in my faith. Another thing that we like to do is we like to replace our engine with the engines of arrogance, and or ignorance, excuse me. And in that, guys, we have got to be in God's word and studying because he has some amazing promises and directions for us in our life, but we don't know the things that he's wanting us to move into, and if we're not studying his word, we don't have a direction. And so us as believers, we have to be in his word so we are not ignorant of the things that he has in store for us. Another thing we like to replace our engine with is the engine of influence. If they're doing it and they're doing it, and as long as it makes me look good, I'll move forward in it. And it looks good on my Instagram, I'm cool with doing that. Yeah, absolutely. So we replace our engine with a lot of different things. And I wanna use this as an illustration and put it in a different way. I want to say this your imagination is the womb of your is your spiritual womb like I know it's kind of a mouthful but I may use a couple of examples for you guys in this so if you put fear and your imagination together they're gonna to have a baby and that baby's anxiety and all of a sudden we start imagining and in fear all the possibilities of what could happen and how things could go wrong, and all of a sudden we're drowning in so much anxiety that we are crippled in our future. And we cripple the things that God has intended for us. Another example is if we put our hormones and our imagination together, we have a baby and it's called lust. And all of a sudden, we have these thoughts going through our minds and these desires for these actions, and we start partaking in those actions and doing things God never, ever intended us for us to do. Another example for that is when we put our hurt feelings and our imagination together, we become bitter and revengeful. And when someone hurts our feelings, if a friend hurts our feelings, we want to push them away and we want to imagine how you can get back at them because they have hurt you so bad. And all of a sudden, you've pushed this person away in your life that God has put you in their life because in the future, they're going to need a friend desperately. But because you weren't there for them, where God intended you to be, you have changed your future and his purpose for you. In 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, casting down any vain imaginations... And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and in bringing into captivity every thought of the obedience of Christ. Guys, we have got to allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that drives our imagination. Because if we don't, we are going to be driven by our vain imaginations and it will take us further and further away from being in the kingdom of God. In Galatians 5 16 through 23. If you have your Bibles, this is a bit of a lengthy verse. So if you have your Bibles, I encourage you guys to flip over to this verse. And while I'm reading, I want you to pinpoint. um, We're going to be reading some ways that um, when we allow our sinful selves to direct us, um, there's going to be a list of things. And I want you to pinpoint one or two of those things that maybe you've struggled with in the past or maybe even you're currently struggling with. And so I want you to see how when we allow our vain imagination to direct us, the path that it can go on because I know we've all experienced that before so this is what Galatians five sixteen through 23 says so I tell you live the ways that the spirit leads you that you will not do the evil things that your sinful self wants the sinful self wants, us against, wants what is against the spirit and the spirit wants what is against the sinful self they are always fighting against each other so that you do not do what you really want to do but if you let the spirit lead you you're not under law The wrong things, the sinful self, are clear. Sexual, um, um, committing sexual sin, being morally bad, doing all kinds of sinful, shameful things, worshiping false gods, taking part in witchcraft, hating people, causing trouble, being jealous, angry, selfish, causing people to argue and divide into separate groups, being filled with envy, getting drunk, having wild parties, and doing other things like this. I warn you now as I warned you before, the people who do these things will not have a part in God's kingdom. But the fruit that the Spirit produces in a person's life is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, as you can see around us this morning. There is no law against these things. Guys, if we allow our sinful selves, our vain imaginations to direct our path, we go down a very dark path, a path that leads us away from the kingdom of heaven. And I know that's none of our goals. We all want to be a part of that. But if we allow the Holy Spirit to control and drive our imaginations and in our lives, we're going to start seeing the fruits of spirit being produced in us. So let's go there. Let's talk about some some practical ways that we can start unlocking our anointed imaginations this morning. First thing is we've got to be very intentional about our time. We are very busy people. We've got a lot going on in our lives. And I really do think that Satan is using the busyness of our lives and our adulting to choke out our anointing. And so we've got to be very practical and purposeful to set time aside to imagine and to dream of the possibilities that God has in store for you and when we do that we need to spend time in prayer with God because in our imagination is purified in intercession when we pray to God and we bring our imaginations to God he's going to purify it whatever our imagination brings because let's be honest our imagination can go with some pretty wild stuff And God says, I'm not afraid of that. I want you to bring that to me. I want to purify your imagination, whatever it is. If that relationship that you think you should be in, bring it to me because I'm gonna purify that. That job that you think you wanna take because it's gonna provide you with such a great increase in pay, but it might take you away from your family and not being able to be the father to your kids, bring that to me. Let me purify that. Let me me talk to you. Let me help you with that. Maybe it's that, that move that you're wanting to take. God says, bring it to me. I'm not afraid of it. Let me help you and purify that. Because whatever our imagination brings, God wants to purify it. He wants us to be in communication with him about those things that are in our minds. And so often we skip this step and we allow ourselves to have these wild imaginations and we never bring it to God and talk to him about it. And all of a sudden we are allowing our sinful selves and our vain imaginations to be the driving force of our imagination and it brings us down a path that God never intended us to go down. Proverbs 3, 5 says, oh, I'm gonna just read this off here, okay. okay. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5 says, um, trust in the Lord with all of your heart And do not learn, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will keep your path straight. When we bring our imaginations to God, he will keep our path straight. And whenever we pray to God and we bring our imagination and have it purified in intercession, there's a couple things that happen that are pretty amazing. Because intercession changes the focus. So many times we get so fixated and focused on things and become very passionate and um, very focused on stuff, and God says, well, let me help you change your focus. Maybe you're focusing too much on your career or too much on a relationship, and it's pulling you away from your family or pulling you away from your, your relationship with God. Because when we can pray to God, he's going to help us and change our focus. Another thing that it does is it changes our feelings. There are some things that I have felt very passionate about that wasn't from God. And it could be a relationship. It could be um, all kinds of different things. But we can have some emotional feelings that God God does not want us to have. And he's saying, bring it to me. I want to talk to you about that because those feelings that you're feeling are not from me. I want to direct you in this direction instead. Intercession also changes our future. Because if we bring our imagination to God, he's going to point us in a direction that... that is going to bring us and help us to do things that we never imagined and never could have done on our own. So intercession, it changes our future. In James five sixteen it says, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Guys, this morning, God wants to unlock your anointed imagination. He wants you to wake up in the morning and say, God, help me to imagine myself not depressed anymore. Help me to see myself walking in confidence in you. God, help me to see myself free from that addiction. Help me to see myself free from the addiction of that substance. Help me see myself free from the addiction of that website. Help me see myself free from the addiction of that device. He's wanting to unlock your imaginations this morning. He wants you to start imagining yourself free from those things. Guys, he wants so badly to help you to start dreaming like a kid again. And start imagining again. I want you to imagine yourself using your talents, your abilities, your blessings to glorify God in those things. I want you to imagine yourself letting go of those grudges and that bitterness in your heart. And allowing God and asking God to help you see yourself forgiving and being unconditional in your love. Guys, I want you to, for our married couples, I want you to imagine yourself restored in your marriage and in your relationships because for so long you've allowed the engine of fear and resentment and um, and anger be the motivating force in your imagination when it comes to your marriage. And God says, I want you to unlock your imagination in your marriage. I want you to see yourself loving unconditionally. I want you to see cher- cherishing and championing your spouse. I want you to love unconditionally in your marriage. For our parents, God's saying, unlock your imagination as parents because he wants you to see yourself again loving your children unconditionally, being patient with your children. And trust me, I know it is so hard sometimes because there are days where you just feel like you just can't take it anymore. But he wants you to see yourself and imagine yourself loving your children and cherishing them once again. You see, to have an anointed imagination there's some really specific things that have to happen because if you haven't given your life to Christ there's some really important steps that you need to take to start having that anointed imagination to do that you first off you have to give your life to Christ And in that, he wants us to repent of our sins and and realize that for so long, I've allowed my vain imagination and my sinful self be the thing that drives me in my imagination and in my life. And he wants us to repent of that and say, God, I'm ready for you to take control. And when we're baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit, and we can allow him to start taking control of our imagination again and have that anointed imagination that he desires for us to have. And if you've been a Christian for a week or for 50 years, I think we can all relate in the fact that there are times where we just allow our adulting to choke out our anointing. And the thing is, it's not just for adults. Our teenagers and our middle schoolers, and they experience this because the older they get, they feel the pressures of of responsibility and busy schedules and trying to uphold this image and they're not free from that either. And they feel the pressure and it chokes out the imagination that God has given us as children. But if you've felt that way and if you felt that you've allowed yourself to be controlled by your vain imaginations and your, your, your sinful desires, God's saying, repent of that. Become like little children. I want you to start dreaming again like I intended for you to dream. Dream of the possibilities of what I can do through you. And so whatever it is this morning that you have on your heart, whatever um, direction that you you feel that you've been pulled and you wanna start using your kid-like imagination again, God, I pray that this morning that you will unlock your anointed imagination and allow God to start working through you again as this morning we stand and sing.